Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of Hextech Heroes. My name is Laughing Mage, and joining me, as always, are your favorite podcaster minions. Guys, let's say hello. Hey, everyone. Susan, how's it going? What's crack-a-lacking? I'm going to open up with something new every time. That, or at least try to. That yeah. will definitely be Go. interesting. Yeah, it was what's poppin' last week. Now it's what's crack-a-lacking. I don't have it in me to actually scream it right now like I did last week, but, you know... <laughs> okay man <laughs> well we're back we're back with another episode of hextech heroes and oh my god guys 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 there's been so much stuff that's happened and like by so much stuff i mean like one big thing has happened and that one big thing is like my entire life so lcs started again and i'm so excited to talk about it but before we get into all of the league of legends stuff as always we're gonna go into our very first segment which is catch up xp so let's go ahead catch up on our weeks guys who wants to go first um, I can go first. All right, yeah. go for it. This week hasn't been too much. I, I haven't been doing too much gaming because um, personal life things that hopefully are getting better soon. But everything's I right. um, have played some new new league patch. I think a few games. If uh the the new um, AD changes along with the the item changes feel pretty cool. Uh, you feel a lot stronger earlier. Um, Zeri feels like a pretty strong solo champion right now, in my opinion. Um, and the the acceleration of power just feels so much better in the games now. Um, hmm. but yeah, I haven't been up to much else other than working, um, taking care of stuff, and just chilling. Brilliant. Uh, this week. I think I found I played let's see. I don't think I played very much serious games this week. I played two ranked games and then a sprinkle a sprinkling of Earth every now and then with my friends. Uh whenever somebody would invite me to join. But in the ranked games and some of the normal games I played, I can say I was wrong last week. Jungler is one hundred percent the strongest role. <laughs> I will say that right now. True that. I feel that. I feel um, but that. I did feel like I had some pretty sizable impact. I played Mordekaiser Singe. My MMR is fucking crazy right now. I'm getting plus 24 LP and minus 9 LP. Must be nice. It is nice. I don't know where it's from, but I <laughs> I appreciate it. God sent it to me. How does it gods. feel knowing that the you're right living gods. my fantasy? <laughs> the problem I'm is I'm not even climbing. Screen. I'm not even taking use of it. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, man. Actually, go fuck yourself. Right, thank you guys very much for listening wow. to this week's episode of Hexec wow. Heroes. <laughs> Micro's been kicked off of Hexec Heroes due to personal reasons. Due to personal uh, differences like within the may. team. <laughs> no, but now that I know what my MMR is, I'm actually probably going to play ranked. So I will. I will take you to it. You better for um, all of us. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, not other much. I mean, I insta bought the new Kiana skin. Whoever watched the, the you know prestige skin tier list? Oh, brother! Somebody get this guy. <laughs> um, other than that, I've just been playing Hearthstone at work this week. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Cthulhu Druid. If anybody plays Hearthstone and knows what that is, I play Wild. So, but that shit's fun. I've been enjoying both games recently. I'm probably gonna because at League, I've been on kind of a not so much downward spiral of not enjoying, but I've been kind of slacking on how much I used to play. It's been like one game every two days sometimes. 
I feel that. But I don't. That, other than that, that's it. I hadn't had too much of an eventful week. All right. Well, my week, let's see. I have actually had a pretty good week. Uh, first off, I got promoted to team captain on my team. So that's pretty Yo, sick. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so that means Congrats. that I'll be. Uh, what? What was that? Congratulations. Ah, thank you. Uh, well, that means that I'm going to be uh, scheduling stuff with other teams, being first point of contact for the team. And I'm also going to have a bigger say on like how we draft and what the team identity is supposed to be, which should be pretty helpful for us because we have a lot of problems and I will be working to solve them. Um, beyond that, I ordered a seat. So my desk chair, I felt, was getting a little flimsy. And so I ordered a new one and I ordered a Secret Labs LCS skin chair. And it came in, I assembled it, and my god, this is the greatest investment I've ever made in my life. Next to my computer, yeah, this it is, it's fucking incredible. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it's so nice. It's like, it's wide, and it's adjustable, and like, it's so fucking cool. It's so cool, like, walking into my room, seeing the LCS chair, and be like, that's mine, I own that. It belongs yeah, to I, me. I feel <laughs> like adjustable chairs are OP. Dude, it's for sure OP, bro. This is crazy. Dude, gotta I can be, recline in be. it. I can move the armrest up and down and left and right and like Shit. forward and left backwards. And right. I was like, all right, reclining up and down, but left and right? Yeah, dude, arm. left and right, dude. Yo, that's sick. Yeah, it's I need wild. a new one as well. How much? Well, expensive. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if you're really going to disclose that agree. part. <laughs> Yeah, I want a new chair too. It, 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 it's it, they can be pretty expensive because I also ha I got the the what did I get the Titan Evo XL or or, or something oh. like that it, the twenty twenty three version. Yeah, I, or I see that uh, brand pretty often. Yeah, um, but some That's of them can get chair. really expensive. Um, luckily I oh, yeah. <laughs> had oh. like promos and stuff and coupons and I just threw them all on there. Also oh, sure, I'm yeah. not sponsored, <laughs> but like honey kind of coming in clutch a lot of the time with this stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, sponsor win. <laughs> I was I was able to get it for cheaper than I should have been able to. Um you love to see it. Always yeah, hunting for do. a deal. Uh other than that, what else has happened? Oh yeah. I got my fucking LCS Spring Final tickets, boys! We're going yes, to sir. Spring Finals! We're going yeah. to the NC Arena! We're gonna see... I guess TSM! I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> but I'll talk about that later. But oh my god. TSM. <laughs> Dude, I'm so fucking hyped to go to Spring Finals. You have no idea. I'm so fucking excited. Like, sadly... Uh, all the people that I talked to that I kind of live around here that I was like, hey, like, do you have any plans of going? Do you have any interest? Like, sadly, uh, a lot of people were like, no, I either have plans or like, uh, I don't think I can make it that weekend, which, you know, totally fine. Uh, I was just trying to see if there were anybody that wanted to travel down with me or like split a hotel room. And I found nobody. But that's fine. Uh, I'm going to be going on my own, just like I did Comic-Con and Worlds last year. Uh so I'm going to be taking like a train down and I'm going to be staying at the hotel that's like right across the street from the arena. So it's going to be pretty poggers. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, that sounds fun. Stay safe. Of course. Yeah, for real. <laughs> of course. Don't of course. Don't chant TSM too loud. Dude, honestly, <laughs> okay. You'll okay. break your eardrums. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Oh man. You know what? That's actually a really good segue. I don't think I have necessarily anything else to talk about because all I all else I did is just play League of Legends. But let's let's <laughs> transfer to team chat. Guys, the LCS started up again. Yeah. Thank Wag. the fucking heavens. Oh my god, it's happened. We're back, baby. We're back. We're here. We're in full force and holy fuck, everything is on fire. Oh, my God. So, basically, LCS started up this week on Thursday and Friday. First of all, viewership was basically the same as it was last year. Uh, so, that's good. not really, like, it's not oh, necessarily not good. good, but it's I guess it's also not bad. It is something, though. <clears throat> With that being said, a lot of the people were talking about the power rankings. My power rankings look very similar to a lot of people's, um, basically. And, holy fuck, some of these teams... Okay, so I quick context. I'm a Team Liquid fan. Team Liquid's been like my favorite team because it was like the first team that I watched when I first started getting into League of Legends. Um and if you watched LCS this week, you know where I'm going with this. Holy fuck, everything is on fire. Jesus fucking Christ, guys. Like really? Oh. Re we go 0 2 in our first week for Team Liquid. Oh. We've lost yeah. both of our games. So the first game understandably we play against FlyQuest. i think FlyQuest basically everybody has FlyQuest at the top of their like chart for they're going to be the best team in the lcs so like when we lost to them i was like you know what growing pains it's going to be tough to adjust honestly i could see it coming FlyQuest looks really good blah 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 a bunch of excuses then we play tsm the next day and i'm leaning back to my fucking chair i'm like this shit's gonna be easy as fuck we're going to roll them over. How do we even lose these games? And then we fucking lost the game. And I was really confused. And I went through, like, all of the stages of grief. And, like, I don't know. But, like, dude, dude. It's like, I I have no words for this. I have actually no words for how incredibly disappointed I am in this team. Like, how the fuck do we lose these games? Like, first of all, first of all, Summit is showing exactly why he basically was pushed out of North America. He was exposed oh, last year in in uh, playoffs because he was he literally won MVP and then left the entire region because through all of playoffs, I think he got a total of one kill and he ended up dying over 20 times because his champion pool Jesus. is really small. He is a very dominant laner. But then after laning phase, he will be continuously caught out in side lanes, like just over and over and over again. And if he's not able to push a hey, laning phase like advantage, he just runs it down. And holy fuck did he run it down these games, man. I am so wow. disappointed in his fucking performance. It's actually fucking disgusting how poorly he played. Second of all, Piosik still can't hit a smite from Worlds. Actually still <laughs> cannot do that. And he actually looks like the worst jungler in North America. Which is fucking insane to me. Isn't there trash talk he's been doing on like Twitter as well? Like he he's hasn't been. He, 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 he said so when he was scrimming hundred thieves. Uh, he asked Core JJ like, "Where would you rank hundred thieves in like your power rankings from North America?" And Core JJ said, "Oh yeah, they're like top three. And then they played them, and the PO6 reaction was like, "They're a top three team. Like, there's no way. Like, they're ass or terrible. And like, uh, like beyond that, scrims have." Like, the, the scrim rumors are like, yeah, Team Liquid looks like a really good team. But apparently on stage, they're just fucking dog shit, and they're willing to disappoint me in everything that I love. 
Um, so that's just that. That's a really quick, Damn. short Team Liquid rant that I had to get off of my chest because I haven't been able to talk about it for two fucking days. And holy fuck, man, I'm literally about to set myself on fire. It's disgusting. Moving forward. Uh, uh, so basically there were the first game that we premiered on was Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves. Very hype matchup. Everybody was ready to look for it. First of all, Cloud9 were the summer split winners. They were our first seed going into Worlds. They looked incredibly dominant last year. And basically a lot of people have them pretty high on their tier list. I think I had them like fourth, uh, third or fourth, something like that. I think I had them third actually after Team Liquid. Um, and then obviously 100 Thieves were like a really big deal. Because it's like, oh, wow, it's this new 100 Thieves roster with, like, new North American talent, plus the two GOATs returning, and then, like, a top three jungler for the past two years. Very hype matchup. Holy fuck did the Thieves get rolled, man. Jesus Christ, this team got just absolutely fucking dumpstered the entire time playing against Cloud9, I'm not gonna lie. Doublelift actually just looked like the worst player in the entire fucking world. Low-key. Oh, no. when he when he When he made his re-debut into uh lcs but the worst part about all this is busio the academy now lcs support for 100 thieves they were playing against the cloud nine bot lane obviously and they lock in the the ashheimer right yeah busio goes for the azir counter pick now what? on paper azir is the support counter pick to Heimerdinger. You outrange his turrets, you will have a more dominant lane phase, and you will be just a generally better laning partner than Heimerdinger can be in lane. It makes sense. Plenty of people have played it, both on stage and also in solo queue. I myself have played it. And, like, it, in theory, it makes sense, and it does work a lot of the time, because Heimerdinger is just not able to do anything against Azir. But boy, howdy, did he make it look so fucking useless in that game. And, like, I don't know if it was his fault. I don't know if it was Doublelift's fault. But their bot lane looked like trash. Tenacity up in the top lane got fucking giga-gapped by Fudge the entire game. And, like, even Bjergsen was getting fucking dumpstered by Diplex. Like, there was nothing that this team was doing that was working. Everything seemed to be falling apart. And it was just absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah, it, watching it was that just, game was so painful. It was so rough, man. It's so rough. Like, just playing against the Kali is just never fun. It's just, it's just so rough. And like beyond that, it's like the, I, I, I kind of came to a couple conclusions after watching LCS this week. Number one, please stop doing Lethality Varus. Please stop picking this and building like this. I get that it's good for your laning phase, but if the enemy team has a Kasante, a Sejuani, uh, you're not going to fucking do damage to them. And yeah. nobody else on your team is doing damage to them either. So please, build fucking on hit. Build DPS. For the love of God, look like a useful player for once in your lives, guys. Every Varus this week built fucking lethality. It was it, it, and it was always against like super tanky compositions, and it was just like oh, no. they were doing zero damage the entire fucking game. Like when yeah, I yeah, I feel like <laughs> you have to go crit or on hit for sure and to tank your champions. It's just absurd, man. It's just absolutely absurd that they just kept fucking doing it. It's like the only variation that we saw was like first item was either straight into Eclipse or Yomu's, and then the runes were either Arcane Comet or Halo Blades. And that was like, those, yeah. like, the, like there was no other variation to this. Like nobody thought that building a taxi was going to be useful. 
You're not doing any damage. It's just so bad. It's so useless. You're not capitalizing off the on hit off of like Varus's kit, you know. Yeah, it's it yes was it's, like he does so much damage, especially with the mix. And 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 this isn't to say that lethality Varus is bad because I do still think it's a really really good build, but you cannot build it every game and expect it to be fine. I think in like a solid 90% of circumstances based off of the way that the meta is kind of shaped out, it's fine. But they have been building it into tanks every single game, and it's fucking absurd, man. Like, please, please, guys. You're you're pro players. You know better than this. You know better than this. You have to. Um, Next, please stop first picking Jax when Cassante's up, guys. If you're first picking Jax and Cassante is up, I'm sorry, you're losing the game. I think Jax yeah. beat Cassante once the entire weekend, and it wasn't even like he did well into Cassante. He literally died, like, six times, and then the game got past 40 minutes, and he became a champion. Cassante is just too strong into those champions. Like, he, he, he has so many other moves that aren't auto-attacks that he can use against Jax. Yeah. So, I don't, he kind of just counteracts everything. He also has a lot of CC for himself to, like, fend off Jax as well. He has CC, he has really bad mobility, matchup. his abilities don't require him to auto-attack necessarily, his W makes him unstoppable and can wait out the entire duration of Counter-Strike if he needs to, his ultimate yep. also counters Counter-Strike, so if he Counter-Strikes while you are using the all-out, you literally will not get stunned. Like, this champion is, like, almost built to counter Jax, and every single fucking game it seemed like where Jax was up, they... They would fucking first pick or they would first rotation Jax while leaving Cassante up. And Cassante got picked into it almost every single time and beat the ever living shit out of that champion, man. Like it's just absolutely like it, it's disgusting. Yep. Third thing that I learned from LCS this week. Please stop picking early game compositions, guys. Not a single early game composition won us won a game this weekend. Because the games are going longer than fucking 25-30 minutes. Like, you are picking these early game compositions, and then you're also not playing towards those early game, like, strengths. It, it, it's, like, it's so weird to see Lucian Nami get picked so frequently, and then see not a single jungler play towards their Lucian Nami. Yeah, no kills until 10 minutes. It's so absurd, After man. After picking, like, <laughs> who's it, Draven, somebody else, Lucian Nami... <laughs> it's so disgusting. And also, like, with the Viego pick sometimes. Dude, Viego's a dog shit champion. Lot. Guys, I'm telling you, Viego's a dog shit champion. Stop picking it. It's so bad. It looks so bad, honestly. Unless you're literally playing in China, just don't pick the champion. Either play in a region where you, where everybody is so bad that you can pick Viego, Viego and not get punished, or play in the best region in the world so you can play Viego and outplay the people that you're playing against. Those are the only. It's 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 the Lee Sin di like like the the Lee, the Lee Sin disease, dude. Lee Sin and Viego, Viego have the same fucking problem. He doesn't. He doesn't play well into tanks at all. Like, he does they okay. Kind of walk on top of him. I mean, he does okay into tanks because of his passive. Because his passive is literally just. Boring. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but like in a in a one v two situation, it's just never good for him or a two v two depending on. Who I just your think it fucks is. your team comp. I, I just think yeah. it, like, it makes it really tough for you to play. Like, you need really, really strong single target pick damage. Like, if you're playing, like, Ari, and theoretically, if you can get, like, the Jax, you, if you have, like, a Nautilus, I can see a world where picking Viego seems good because you can force pick in fights. But when you're picking, like, okay, guys, we're going to go fucking, like, I don't know. 
we're playing Fiora top, and we're playing fucking, like, Talia mid, or something like that, or Akali mid, like, you're getting zero value out of it, just pick Sichuani, pick Maokai, pick Wukong, like, I know that they're, like, the strongest junglers in the game competitively, and I know that it's kind of boring to see them get played every game, but it's better to watch good gameplay from a Sejuani than watch a Viego get curb stomped for 30 minutes. Yeah, he needs a lot of follow-up and, like, a lot more compensation for what the other champions need. I agree. But those are my takeaways from LCS. Beyond that, uh, the current standings for LCS is FlyQuest, TSM, CLG, and Cloud9 all 2-0. Uh, and then 100 Thieves and Evil Geniuses are both 1-1. One and, one. and then Golden Guardians, Immortals, Team Dignitas, and then Team Liquid are all 0-2. Yep. So, some of this is, like, to be expected. Golden Guardians and Immortals being 0-2. I don't think anyone thought that they would win a game. Although, I will say Golden Guardians looked like they were going to beat Evil Geniuses until they threw. Uh, Evil Geniuses being middle of the pack, I don't think... A, I, I think is pretty kind of expected. I think there's, like, an 80% level of expectation there. Because it, it's the thought that EG is probably going to win a game, but they also may not come out as strong as they did last year. Or at least as strong as they were starting off last year. Team Liquid being 0-2, again, I don't think there was a single person in the world who was thinking that this team was going to go 0-2 their first week, especially knowing that TSM was one of their first matchups. With that being said, nobody in the fucking world thought that TSM was going to start off their week 2-0. Not a single fucking person I ever no, saw. Me. Nobody put TSM higher than, like, 8th place. Like, like, no one thinks that this team is actually good. I all this, I, here's, the, here's the worst thing about this. I don't think that TSM is even playing well. They, they beat Immortals... And Immortals looks like dog shit. They it literally looks like dog crap smeared on the fucking sidewalk. Like they do, like they do not have an identity. They don't know what they're playing towards. They don't have a win condition on their team. They're not playing objectives well. Like everything that you could do possibly wrong on a professional team, Immortal, Immortals found a way to do it. TSM was basically doing the same exact thing except slightly better. And they, I, I think the difference is TSM basically has an identity as a team. They know how they want to play. Solo's going to be their weak side top laner. And then Maple can be a really, really strong carry. And uh, Neo can also be a, a, a strong carry when facilitated. But I do not think that they're playing particularly well. Which brings me to the question of, like, how the fuck did Team Liquid lose to them? Well, the answer is that Team Liquid <laughs> is somehow playing fucking worse than them. I don't know how, but they are. They're, they're just, they, it, 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 there is, I'm not going to go too far into it because it's like, there's no fucking reason for them to be playing that badly other than like, I don't know, like obviously communication isn't the issue and work ethic isn't the issue. So there's probably some level of synergy in the team that they just don't have. It's, it's a bad look when your two import players from the LCK who are probably considered to be the two best players on your team are getting like dumpstered. And then your two academy players that you moved up from North America look like the best players on your team. Like, it, it just seems weird. Because everyone thought that Harry and Jan were going to get dumpstered. And then it turned out that Summit and Piosik were getting just gapped in every single game. I won't, I won't, I won't waste too much time on them. Uh, Cloud9 looks super dominant in their wins. I mean, they just look really, really good. I don't know what... I, don't, I really don't know what else to say. They look really strong. Um, yeah, I was gonna get into who I would, who I'm, like, not necessarily following, but who I'd like to see, because I'm not, like, rooting for anybody, but 
I like watching Berserker, and he's on C9, so I guess I'll... Hey, I'm also C9 fanboy this season. Well, not particularly for any reason. I just have historically loved C9. Also, I'm really excited to see Double F come back as well. Okay. Yeah, that's sick. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll be rooting for C9 for a bit. Cloud9 definitely looks really Berserker good. mainly. Berserker looks really good in this. I mean, I guess it's really hard because the first game that he played into, um, Hundred Thieves. He was just yeah. I was just Ash about game. to say that. that yeah, the yeah. Ash game. He, sleeper, sleeper throwing hawk shots into the enemy jungle. Yeah, he like he hit some good arrows. He was definitely playing Ash, and that's basically all that happened. And then yeah. in the second game, he played well, but it honestly he was not carrying the team. Yeah, no, he, he was like zero kills until twenty minutes or something like that. Yeah, Fudge was just dumpstering the entirety of what was he, Golden Guardians? Yeah. Golden Guardians with Cassante. Like he actually was one V nining as Cassante. It was kinda disgusting. Yeah, that champion he's so good. And they also I feel like they they do really well with the draft. Because yeah, yeah. they they They've been out drafting the teams that they play so far, which is really good. AK picking Cassante whenever they pick Jax and just running over top yeah. lane. Just like, hey, everybody else don't feed. At some point, top lane will just slowly decline because of the matchup. At some point, it will turn into a 4v5. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Cloud9 definitely looks really good. I, I, I will say that they do not look like the best team in North America. I think... Like I, both of their wins were convincing, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they were doing anything particularly like incredible when they were playing. Like they were playing well. They were playing good League of Legends. Yeah, they played some good League of Legends. They weren't playing great here, though. Yeah. FlyQuest, on the other hand, this team looks fucking ridiculous, dude. This team Uh-oh. looks like they would be like, this team looks like they're in contention if they were playing in the LCK. Like this team looks really, really yeah. fucking good. <laughs> their their macro is fucking insane. Obviously, mechanically they're incredibly talented, but like everything that they're doing just is so clean and so precise. They know exactly how they want to play out their situations. They know what they want to do and when they want to do it and how they want to do it, and they execute it almost perfectly every time. Like Vikla looks absolutely fucking insane. He gapped every he he got both people that he played against this weekend. He got both uh fucking Harry. Well, it was tough to it, it's tough to necessarily compare him to Harry because Harry is again this is his rookie year. So I guess I'll I'll hold back a little bit on on criticism for him. <laughs> um, but who else did FlyQuest play against this weekend? Was it um Dignitas? Dignitas yeah. and TL, I think. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure it was Dignitas. Yeah, he fucking gapped Jensen, dude. Like he fucked, he fucked this kid. He fucked this guy. Um, and then also <laughs> Prince. Like you talk about you liking watching Berserker. Did you watch Prince this weekend? Yeah, I did. I did. Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, he was popping the fuck off. Prince looks like the best player in North America. <laughs> he looked he like just just like here here's here's a week one overreaction. Prince is the best player in North America right now. <laughs> like this guy looks yeah. absolutely fucking insane. He's fearless and he like knows the extent of his champion so well. Like in his second game this week when he was playing against Dig, he had he went 10-0 on Ezreal. And he was arcane shifting into the enemy team. Like he was actively 
going into them. Like it was frontline Ezreal. And he and like yeah. literally they could not touch him. Like you would look at like you would look at the damage charts. Like if I, I guarantee you, if you look at like damage taken, like even if you like scaled a percentage for like health bars and resistances and stuff, I guarantee you Prince still took the least amount of damage out of anybody in the game. Like this, he's just absolutely fucking untouchable, it looks like. It's insane how well he played. Uh, but with that being said, the other two two O teams are TSM and CLG. I already kind of talked about TSM a little bit. CLG looks really, really fucking good. I think the, the good thing about CLG is it seems that they've kept their momentum from last year, where they ramped up towards the end of their seasons last year and ended up surprising people. And they kind of kept that together this year. They, they they have really, really good synergy with each other. It looks like they, like their communication is really, really good. Like, they know very, very much what they want to do and how they want to do it. I don't think they've had any particularly standout moments. I think that, like, Luger kind of popped off. Palafox had his moments. Contracts had his moments. Dokla had a couple of moments. But overall, they just, they look like five middle-of-the-pack players who communicate and work so well together that they are able to contest top teams. Like if you told me that CLG would would beat FlyQuest, I wouldn't be surprised. Like with with like with as much praise as I'm giving to this FlyQuest team, if you told me that CLG tomorrow beat beat them in a one like in a, in a best of one, I would I would honestly believe you, because it, they don't look like the best players in their roles, but they look like the best team that's come together synergistically. Mm-hmm. As for the one and one teams, like I said, Hundred Thieves look like dog shit against C9. They got dumpstered, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, listen, listen, I I'm sorry, it, they just did. They just did not look good. Um It was just, it was just a comp gap. It's okay, it's okay. It's a comp gap. It's a comp we'll get them next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um but then Hundred Thieves played against Immortals and Yep. Whoo! Whoo! Double lift on Zeri, guys. Like double lift on Zeri. Yeah, we had the goo comp. Yeah, we had we had Exodia. <laughs> we have the Zeri. Hundred Thieves had Exodia, and they just wiped Immortals off of the fucking map. It doesn't say necessarily a lot because Immortals is that team that everyone is pointing at being the worst team in the league, and there's no like there isn't a lot of question about it. Um, but still, they got to win, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Uh, as for Evil Geniuses, yeah, that's true. Evil Geniuses went one and one. They lost to CLG in what was a really close game, and then they almost lost to Golden Guardians in what was also a very close game, which is not what a lot of people were expecting because people thought that Evil Geniuses would come out swinging and that they would be really strong. Somebody and FBI are both really good players, but. I don't know. It looked like there was something missing. That there was a level of communication that wasn't there. Oh yeah, the, Jojo Pune was just sprinting at these games, man. He was sprinting it as fast as he possibly could. Like he was doing the classic Jojo Pune thing, where he overextends and then gets caught yeah. and then dies and then he loses something yeah. for his team. Oh my god! Dude, I was, oh. <laughs> it was so, it was so cringe sad. watching this kid extend without vision without anyone covering him and then just die <laughs> i remember seeing him do like some teleport from bot to top and then like immediately got three man oh yeah i was like oh 
brother. It was really rough, dude. It was really rough. Uh, but I mean, evil geniuses looks like they have stuff to work on. They they don't look nearly as good as everyone thought that they were going to be. Yeah, that's okay. We'll do better. We'll do better. We'll see. Uh, Golden Guardians. Okay, uh, so quick thing about Golden Guardians is they. They played EG and Cloud9. They were not expected to win either of these games. They almost won the EG game, and then they got stomped by Cloud9. Um, Golden Guardians was also playing with a substitute uh, mid laner. So their substitute mid laner, his name is Young. Quick side note, um, one of the homies that's on my team, he actually knows Young. Uh, he, he actually knows. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So that was pretty cool. So we were rooting for him while we were watching him play. And honestly, he had a pretty good debut. He, he looked like he was playing really, really well. Uh, like, even in the Cloud9 game when he kind of got shit on, like, he, he was still playing pretty well. Um, was he even playing that well? I don't know. I think I think the difference was that in game against EG, Gory was playing around him a lot. And he was able to force advantages. Whereas in... Um, in the Cloud9 game, they were not playing around him nearly as much. But it was also really tough because he also just locked in Irelia. And then he just kind of got gapped for picking Irelia. Yep. Tragic. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. Um, but yeah, they went 0-2. This is basically what everyone thought that they were going to do. The only surprise is that they basically, care- they basically were on even ground with eg and they might have even won the eg game but the reason why they lost was actually because of young because he went for this really really cringe silas flank and he he goes in with his e grabs i think the sejuani ultimate and then immediately dies yeah he like he overextended way too far into them it was not good uh immortals went zero two this team is dog shit. No words. They like literally like if they if they beat Team Liquid next week on Thursday, it's it's actually over for TL. They're actually done. Um, they, they, like they, it cannot possibly get easier for Team Liquid to pick up a win than playing against Immortals. Yeah. But then again, I said that about TSM as well. So we'll see where they're yeah. at. And then Dignitas went 0-2. They played against FlyQuest and CLG. Uh, I don't think anyone had FlyQuest like losing to Dig, and I think maybe some people had CLG and Dignitas like either side winning. Uh, but CLG had a really like decisive win over Dignitas. I would say like they they played really really well. They like they definitely like used their communication advantage uh really really well and kind of just outplayed all everything that Dignitas wanted to do. Also, Santorin was kind of playing like shit that game. I'm not going to lie. His pathing was kind of cringe. Smooch. Fuck. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's what happened in LCS. Um, yeah, I like the games. They're really exciting. Yeah, I mean, do you have any fa- do you have any like favorite moments or anything from the games? Any like particular moments where like, holy shit, that was crazy, that was insane? Or... I don't know. Not really for me. Not yet, at least. Okay. Um, I haven't really had the chance to watch LCS this week just because of stuff that I was doing at work, but the news sound great. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting, interesting year for sure. Yeah. 
hearing about it, I'm definitely going to be tuning in this week. Whenever I can try to, of course, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think if I had to pick a moment where I was kind of like, oh, wow, that was really funny. Uh, there was a moment where uh, Dokla was contesting the Herald, and he stole the Herald as I think he was playing Gangplank or something. And he, and he, I remember he, yelling about that. The motherfucker walks up, steals your herald, walks away. <laughs> like he does Jeez. not give a fuck. And then he, like, <laughs> I think he then dies almost immediately afterwards. <laughs> like, they like just fucking ganked him, and he died. Uh, but that was really funny. But that's all that I have to say about LCS this week. Uh, moving on to our next team chat topic, we have kind of some melancholy news here. We have. One of the greatest, I would say one of the greatest North American players of all time. My Probably my favorite North American support player, uh, Afromu, is retiring. And this is very sad to see. Obviously, he did not get a team this year. How he didn't get a team, I don't really know how. Because I think he was looking. And then no one picked him up for some reason. Um, yeah. he, he's been consistently, like, one of the best players. One of the best, if not the best player on his team every single year, regardless of what team he's played on. That is true. I've seen this throughout the years, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I think it, it might have been, like, I don't know, because I think it might have been because of the meta shift that people didn't want to look his way. Because he plays, like, you know, the, the Leona, the Tom Kench, and kind of... Feels bad constricting him to the Enchanter champion, which fits the meta now. Or I don't know. I I, I think I would have liked to see him on on like a Heimer support. I feel like he could have been really silly on that. But it it it's pretty. It sucks to see that happen. That he just uh, retires. Yeah, it does yeah. suck. I, I I think there's something to, that has to be said about Aframu when he comes into these teams because he played on like what in the last couple of years, Hundred Thieves is the year that he got his MVP. Then he played on yep. Dignitas and then he played on FlyQuest. He looks like he he looked like the best player on Hundred Thieves that year, and that was the year that they won. I'm pretty sure. Um, he looked like the best player on Dignitas, and then he it was either him or Takoy. Last year on FlyQuest, everyone was pointing at it being, like, the best player on FlyQuest. And there's a level of gameplay that happens. Whenever you're playing with Aphromu and you're in AD carry, you learn so much more about the game. He is super vocal, he is super kind, and he's just an incredibly smart player. And whenever you have the ability to play on a team with him, he talks so much in-game, and he's constantly giving information. And it's really, really incredible seeing how he thinks about the game and to your point of like maybe it's a meta thing i don't like i think that like sure like he kind of got known for like the leona the tk and like his recon and stuff like that for he sure. also started off as an adc player i'm pretty sure before he switched to support and that means that like the meta that. right now would be pretty in his favor and also, he's shown his his ability to play these enchanters really well as as well because he did it basically all last year too. So I I don't know if that's it. I think there was just like I think Aphromoo is one of those names that costs a lot of money. Like he he, like yeah. he is Maybe. one of the best yeah, players of all time for North well. America. He has to be a pretty expensive player, and. Like, he did say that, like, he was dealing with some, like, mental health stuff. He just kind of, maybe just kind of wants to step away from it. 
So maybe if he wasn't going to be getting the amount of money that he thinks he deserves for his time on a team, especially with the budget cuts that happened in LCS this year, then maybe he felt like it, it was about time for him to step away if it wasn't going to be something that was going to be, like, helping him live his life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I watched his video um, he released <clears throat> about three days ago when he retired that he is moving towards maybe just doing more content. Um, yeah. He's co-streaming LCS, and, so that's fun. Like, hopefully going into the new year, we just see a lot more Afromu in just his thoughts on the current meta. You know, him playing these current meta champions. Um, and, like, just feeling out the, the, the new possibilities and things that he can bring to the game, you know? Yeah. And because it, it won't be the end of seeing him. No. Oh, for sure. No. I think the the interesting thing is that like esports retirements are kind of memed on because like people retire and then they come back after a year or two. Right. And it's <laughs> As like, we saw this year. Like, oh yeah, double is <laughs> back. And like last year, Bjergsen is back. And it's like these people like leave and they come back, but like I don't know. There's something really genuine about Afro. And him saying, like, he didn't say, like, yeah, I'm gonna, like, I'm retiring from LCS, like, I'm done playing, like, right now. He says, like, I think I'm done playing League of Legends. Yeah, I, I yeah. remember that as well. Yeah, it, it like feels... Said, like, I think it's time to just call it quits. I had some yeah. weight in those words. I was, like, tearing yeah. up a little hearing that. Dude. He's like, I think I'm done. I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean... With that being said, even though he he said that he really enjoyed all the time that he spent, you know, doing the training, uh, the time that he spent with his teammates, all the friends that he made among his teammates and the Mm -hmm. people he's met along the way, which I think was really just an awesome thing to learn. Yeah, I mean, Afro is just, he's a good guy. Good guy. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Good guy, Afro. I mean... (laughs) I'm gonna miss seeing him on stage. I love I love Afromu. I, as somebody who's like my first role is always gonna be support. Afro is one of those people that helped me learn the role and helped me kind of fall in love with it and, and show that like, yeah, support can be fun and it can also be challenging. This is something that you can actively learn and be very good at. And Yeah, that's a that's what my friend says. He made support who I like got back into league with is that he, he watched just a ton of Afromu and tries like to play play like him as much as possible yeah. and i'm sure that's a shared sentiment among a lot of support players because he's just he's just awesome he's a goat yeah i think i think i would probably put bjergsen like the third greatest lcs player of all time after like double lift and bjergsen personally i don't know about you guys but i i, I think i definitely think he deserves a, a part of that pantheon mm-hmm. no pun intended like there's, there's a lot of uh what is the word attributes to think about right now for that? I mean, I the way that I look at it is like Aframu has been in the league the longest. Uh, he he would have been the oldest League of Legends. He would have been the oldest LCS player, I think, this year if he hadn't not found a team. And he also would have been. I think he has played in the LCS consistently the longest. I think that there is yeah, no question about that. He's been playing since twenty eleven. Yeah, he has consistently been the longest-standing LCS player. With that has come multiple... Uh, 
multiple titles and international experience. And he has proven time and time and again that he can take a team that on paper looks pretty low tier and turn it into an actual contender for titles and contenders for playoff spots and international appearances. Like he has shown time and time again that he can take a team and elevate it to an entirely different level solely based off of his like breadth of knowledge and experience and his own individual gameplay as, as like this carry support player. For sure. He's going to be missed in the scene. Yeah. I'll make sure to catch his, his YouTube videos and streams as much as I can though. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm Thank on you. here. I gotta get, I gotta get my Afro move fixed guys. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> but that's all I have. That that's all I have for for Afro's retirement. Do you guys have any uh, any last sentiments sentiment about about that? Yeah. Also, I was just naturally gravitated him being a colored League of Legends player as yeah. well. <laughs> Seeing him uh, early in my years of playing the game, I just thought it was just awesome, and he's just a beacon. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I felt about him. All right, cool. That that that's that is incredible though. Um, but well, moving on to our next team chat topic, we have. <laughs> so <laughs> I named the segment Caria Terrorizer of Solo Queue because parentheses bot lane meta. <laughs> yeah, holy fuck, is the bot lane meta fucked right now, guys? And Caria is not making it better. He's not making. He's not making it better, guys. Because like this motherfucker played Caitlyn support in, in in LCK, and he most recently played Callista support in LCK, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? It, 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 the fu- fucking wrong. The worst part about this is every single person on the internet had the same fucking reaction, which is unless your name starts with K and ends with Area, do not fucking pick eighty carries in the support position. Please do not do this. Stop taking barrier on your supports. It's not useful unless you know how to contest the first wave of minions. Everybody in the world has a microscope on Caria right now as he's like one of the greatest players in the world at the moment. And he is redefining what it means to be a support player, which, first of all, incredible. That's really cool. Second of all, it is ruining everybody's solo queue experience because everybody thinks that they can do this, and they just can't. They don't understand what he's doing that allows these picks to be dominant. They just pick it because, oh, Carrier picked it, so it has to be good. Bing, bam, boom, done. It's, 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 I might get my win. It's crazy. It's I'm ready so to see the support on stage, man. That's gonna be wild. God, so it's sad. so. I mean, crazy. I, I don't know how I feel about it in general. It, the play style is just really, it's really weird. weird. And you, the thing about it is that you have to come up with different ways to counter it, like how we're seeing Azir bot lane and stuff like that, <laughs> which I think it's 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 funny. I'm finding it funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it or not. I just can't form an opinion right now. I haven't been playing enough. I mean, it's just and cryo experience too much of the the ash phenomenon. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just prio meta, man. You just have to force yeah, prio in the prio. bot lane, and that's all you do the entire game. You push, you push, like, you push, I, and then that's it. Yeah, I understand why it's happening for sure, and it's just like it's, <laughs> people are. I wouldn't say it's getting out of hand, but they're just ramping it up slowly, more and more. <laughs> 
Like barrels. At like... some point, we're gonna see something really silly. I don't have any predictions right now, but we're gonna see something silly, and we're all gonna lose our minds over it. Dude, barrels. Like just to get Pryo in bot lane, just to win bot lane as hard as possible, as soon as possible. True. I mean, it all started with Barrel, right? Barrel's like, yep. I'm gonna play Heimerdinger support. And then exactly. when everyone started playing it, he's like, hmm, I must counter myself. I have to play Jin support. And then everybody started playing Jin support. And now Karyo's like, hmm, I must counter this. Caitlyn support. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, ah, oh I must one-up this once more. Callista support. Like, and I we're getting the further away. From playing Heimer, it's like, who pushes waves? the best in the video game you know heimer's probably up there so like heimer's a good choice especially as being a support because you know he's poke he has utility his turrets are annoying as hell um and he just perma pushes the lane but then like we we've evolved from that to <laughs> caitlin ala blades barrier sitting in the in the first bush <laughs> auto attacking the shit out of you it's so cringe, man. <laughs> while your while your ADC misses three waves because you have you can't walk up without getting one shot. It's so cringe, man. I, I'm honestly so sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Funny as hell. <sighs> but T1 looks really good this year, though. Holy fuck! Oh yeah. Does T1 look like fucking god team? Like. <laughs> They lost their first game in the best of three series against Dom, sorry, D plus Kia. And then they proceeded to win the next two games, one of which was that stupid fucking Callista support game. Where Caria fucking stole Dragon Soul with Callista Rend. And it's oh, like, it is crazy. God, yeah. why is this allowed to happen, guys? That is crazy. <laughs> we can't keep getting fuck? away with this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this shit shouldn't happen. I don't know, man. But T one looks so really fucking funny. good. I mean, they they mm -hmm. look really dominant in the LCK. I'm really ha I'm really excited to see what else they're gonna do because like because this game literally happened last night from the day of this recording, and I stayed up to watch some of it. And like Damon looks really good. D plus Kia looks really good. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep calling them Damon. They're not D plus Kia. They're like. They're not. Their rebrand yeah, is terrible. Go fuck about. themselves. Uh, but, like, Dalmon looks really fucking good. Like, they looked incredible. Canyon still looks like the best jungler in the world. I mean, and then, like, Showmaker is still Showmaker. And then Deft looks like the the best AD carry in the world. Based off of how well he's been playing. And then, here comes T1, who looks really, really good as well. Everybody is still as good as they were at Worlds, if not better, because now they have the chip on their shoulder of being runner-up in a five-game series. And they look angry, and they look like they're out for blood, and they are not holding back, and Karia is at the point where he's like, fuck playing a support champion, I'll just play an AD carry so that we can get these fucking wins. <laughs> so... Whatever works, man. I yeah. guess. Carry a villain arc, man. I'm here for it. But that's all we have to say about carry a terrorizer of solo queue. So let's get into our last <laughs> team chat topic, which is guys, Riot Games got hacked. Yeah. Yeah. I um, heard a lot about this on Twitter. I was spooked. I was at work 
And my friend was like, oh, right, I got hacked. Immediately, I was like, do they say something about credit card information? <laughs> Help. PayPal was instantly Tell me this now. I need to know. And then gladly, as he read the thread, he was like, nothing about uh, payment information or accounts was compromised. Yeah, thankfully. So I think it's I was... just a source code, right? Yeah, just source code. Wipe the sweat off the brow. Seven digits for yeah, they're asking it's for crazy. a million dollar ransom. Uh, not no no no. Oh. The, the the ransom was five hundred thousand dollars, and the current uh, auction price for it is a million dollars. Oh, that is funny. It's like, are there's just a public auction for this? Well, right now, as public as these underground hacker auctions can be. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, definitely interesting. I mean, Riot seems pretty calm about it, considering uh, this did delay the 13.2 patch and is now the 13.1b patch, where they yeah, rolled out say, some of the weird. changes uh, and then just didn't tell anyone, really. It just kind of happened one day, and then, like, the tooltips didn't update, and, like, the patch didn't update. So there's just changes to items that people didn't realize got changed. Yeah, they had to, <laughs> like, do Twitter posts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a little weird. Um, they were vocal about uh this patch coming out and, like, the next one being uh delayed, like, the week of it happening. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's... There's a lot of talk to it, but I don't know what to say in particular because, like, there's a lot that can be said about it, but I don't know what... The, like, I think the thing that this most means for the game is that people are going to find out what the anti-cheat does. Or I've heard a lot of stuff about the anti-cheat system being used here by the hackers to make something that's going to be very hard to... Yeah, what's their goal? Like, what's the what's the point of this? Like, <laughs> like the the fan in me wants to be like oh my god source league code legacy league <laughs> let me play old mordekaiser again but no oh, um like... i don't know basically what the source code like could theoretically turn into is people learning how to use cheats in the game Mm -hmm. so basically see, you can right. do things like oh my skill shot is now always going to land or i cannot I be hit by auto that. attacks okay and stuff like that right okay um oh that's the big danger <laughs> about it and is right. that worth a million dollars i don't know man i don't know i'm not gonna lie i i'm not smart know. enough to comprehend whether or not that's worth a million dollars all I know is that they're pissing off one of the most powerful companies in gaming, and if for some reason this causes League of Legends or Valorant to just not exist anymore, the people who who hacked into Riot better be fucking careful. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be pretty. Yeah, because like, Especially with like the legal teams that are probably gonna get involved. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna turn into an ugly legal mess, and then beyond that, like for the League sure. of Legends, like. The League of Legends community is toxic and full of people, and, like, I personally, like, could not do anything about this, but I'm sure there's some motherfucker over, like, I don't know, on the other side of the states 
or like over in like Europe or Korea or China who will find their location and do some some crazy illegal stuff because <laughs> they love League of Legends. I don't know, man. <laughs> the real heroes that that we need <laughs> vigilantes, but we don't deserve. Yeah. That is crazy. It, I will scared. be laughing though and playing out games if I get cheaters in my games because it's funny. <laughs> it's gonna be really funny if it's like blatantly it's obvious. Like you try funny. to auto them, they just have a permanent Jax Counter Strike or some shit. Imagine. Oh my <laughs> god. god, that'd be so crazy. They lock in singed and have the kid of fucking Kiana or something. Imagine that. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be kind of gross and unfun. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, if it, especially if it's every game, yeah. that would be some baloney. We'd have to play the customs, the five v fives. I mean, one of the main the reasons people to play the video game. One of the main reasons why I didn't, why I kind of stopped playing games like Apex and PUBG and like Warzone, was that those games are so absurdly full of cheaters and like blatantly obvious cheaters, where the game just like sure it's still in concept is really fun but it's impossible to enjoy it with the amount of people who are like aim botting or wall hacking or doing yeah. stupid shit like that and if, if something of that nature comes to league of legends it's going to be really difficult for i think a lot of people to enjoy the game as much because like even sure. if we yeah, can me. like somehow figure out like even if they're banning these accounts and even if they are somehow figuring out how to stop some of it if any level of it exists beyond like if if 10 percent, if five percent of the player base were people cheating in the game there's there's gonna that's be a, a lot problem. of fucking people that's a lot of people. yeah like that like that is that is an active problem that has to be fixed because like i think uh, league is one of those games where it's really difficult to cheat in and like, sure, there are scripters and yeah. stuff, but the but the number one issue when it comes to stuff like this is like elo boosters, like people who are playing on other people's accounts or selling accounts. It's not so much about like, oh, this guy is like scripting the entire time because like scripters are annoying, but you can still beat the shit out of a scripter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've like, there's so many games that I've seen like on YouTube of pro players and like streamers playing against scripters. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. Yeah, for sure, because it's only been a few days since the incident, so yeah, yeah, and right. It's just they get calm result, about it, like the best way possible. <laughs> it's actually secretly a ploy, right? Organize the entire thing so that they can get oh more God. publicity and more people will play the game. I don't know how they're going to spin this out of that, but... um, They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out, man. Go off. Dude, they turned a video game into K-pop. They can do anything. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I believe you now. Let's go. <laughs> but that is all we have for Team Chat this week. Moving on to our next segment, All Chat. And this week, oh, my God, guys. Guys. We kind of have something. Let's go. Oh my god. So, uh, this is a kind of, it, I guess it's like a kind of all chat where, like, we were not explicitly reached out to necessarily, but, uh, I was able to convince, uh, the support player for a, uh, NACL qualifiers team, uh, Winter from Team Fish Taco to take yes, a listen sir. to our podcast, XTech Heroes. 
he went ahead, he listened to it, he said that he enjoyed it, and he was, and he asked me, um, so he, uh, we, this was all on Twitter, he asked me uh, if we were going to cover any of the NACL qualifiers stuff, and I said that that would be something that I would be very interested in, I think it'd be really fun. I personally yeah. have watched a little NACLQ in the past, but I haven't watched a whole ton of it. Um, I meant to sit down and watch some of it today, but I couldn't find any, like, live streams i don't think that there's like a twitch account that's dedicated to just streaming these games um i think it's all co-streams oh gosh i yeah i think it's co-streams but i found a channel let me bring it back up uh i'm pretty sure it is all just co-stream because i was able to catch a co-stream and it was actually the, the the fish taco game too so i i caught uh, the fish, the team fish taco game that got played earlier today. I don't remember who they were playing against, but they dumpstered them. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they, they, they dumpstered them really hard. <laughs> I think when I think when I tuned in, it was like sixteen to four kills. I was like, oh fuck! It's like, oh man, these guys are at like a ten k gold deficit at fifteen minutes. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. Um. But I definitely would like to look more into that. So basically, if you yeah. don't know what it is, so the if you're listening, you don't know what I'm talking about or what we're talking about. The NACLQ is the North American Challengers League qualifiers. The Challengers League is what used to be Academy and what was also used to be Challengers League because they changed it twice now. Back to what it was originally called. Um, and basically, this is the step directly below the LCS, the pro stage for North America. Um... And then this is just below that. So you are qualifying to try and get into the NACL. And it is a tournament system that's built of 32 teams, I believe, in three separate pools. And they just, they play, I, I think they play two games. I'm pretty sure. I think they play two games in a series. Or, because I don't think it's best of three. I think it's, I think they just play two best of ones against the same team. I think it is two. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, and basically this is a way for them to get recognized and they could potentially move their way into the NACL or they can be recognized by an organization or a team and be brought into that organization or team as an individual player. And that's pretty interesting and it's really cool and there are some names that you may have seen before. Uh, yeah, I saw Dark was on Team Fish yeah, Talk. For sure. That's a name I recognize. I saw a lot of names on there that I was interested in mm -hmm. and I would definitely take a look at the series for yeah, uh, and it, it's going to be interesting to kind of try and follow along with them. I'd like to be able to watch more of it. I just need to find, like, channels that are actively streaming uh, NACLQ. So if you are listening to this podcast and you can direct us to where we can watch these, like, who is co-streaming this, where are these broadcasts happening, go ahead and you, you can tweet at me at LaughingMageLol on Twitter, and I would greatly appreciate that because I would love to catch some of these games. Because I was able to catch uh, LCS all like Thursday and Friday. I caught a lot of LEC today. And then I was able to catch some of NACL uh, later on in the day as well. Um, but I'd love to be able to watch more professional League of Legends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's all I have to say about the all chat, our very first all chat. So thank you very much to Winter. <laughs> For, for you, talking dude. to us and and, and, and tuning us in as well. yeah and, and for listening it, it's awesome to know that people Appreciate are listening to oh, us yeah. 
but let, let's move on from all chat and go into our next topic. We have slash FF. And as always, guys, FF does not mean forfeit here at Hextech Heroes. It means for fun, where we get to talk about a for fun topic happening in the League of Legends space that isn't necessarily large enough for us to discuss at length uh, in a team chat segment. Uh, with that being mm-hmm. said, does anybody have a, uh, an FF this week? Because I definitely do. Uh, you can go first. All right. Yeah, you go first. Cool. Uh, so basically, my fourth fun this week is obviously LCS is back, and the studio is incredible. Holy fuck, guys. The LCS studio, I now named the right game studio, is super, super cool. It is set up beautifully. The broadcast is incredible. Everything is really, really awesome. And in person, I'm sure it looks even better. And there are a ton of fans at the studio enjoying the enjoying their time. With that being said... There are people in the audience who are screaming and shouting, and there are a couple of people who you can point out and be like, oh, they're a little bit louder than everybody else. That's awesome. I'm happy that these people are enjoying the game. They should be enjoying the game. That's what they're there for, right? Like, obviously, (laughs) they're they're having a good time. Let them have a good time. I'm going to quickly talk about this. If you're one of those guys or one of those people who are out on the internet right now tweeting about like, oh, this person needs to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch the game or like, holy fuck, like you sound like a seagull on broadcast. Somebody get the mic away from that chick. (laughs) Like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. They're enjoying the game. They're they're having a good time. They're loving their life right then. Like, let them enjoy the game. Let them fucking have a good time. They paid for this. Like, like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They paid for it. But like, above all else, above all else. They are indulging in something that they love. They are expressing how much they love it. And that is a beautiful thing, man. That is a beautiful and wonderful thing that not all of us get to do all the time. So maybe this is something special for them. Let them enjoy it. Do not tweet at these people. Do not DM these people. Do not tell them that they are being annoying or to shut the fuck up. Because it is absurdly, like disrespectful to do that man they are trying to enjoy something that you enjoy as well let them enjoy it like it is insane to me that you can sit at home at your computer watch these games and you hear somebody screaming in the background for something cool that just happened and you get annoyed by that like that's absurd and the reason why i'm bringing this up is that there are a couple of people in the league space that are kind of like they, they, they are becoming focal points more and more as LCS is becoming, like, more popular. And it, it's a bunch of the people from NA Men, and they're awesome people, incredible individuals, super passionate about the game and their love for the LCS. And some of them were seen at the LCS studio. They were, like, tweeting that they were going to be there. They were, like, saying, like, all over their socials, on their podcasts. They, they're talking about how they're going to be there. These people got DM'd and added and tweeted at the entire time because people are harassing them telling them to shut the fuck up at the studio because they're enjoying their time that is insane actually that is fucking fucking disgusting and the worst part of it is like and they and and like the namn people were talking i was like it's it's literally like some of the times like yes it was us we were screaming we were having a good time but also it wasn't always us there are other people who are at the studio and it's like the fact that they have yeah, to we... try to defend themselves from this is fucking disgusting. They shouldn't have to defend themselves for enjoying themselves while watching League of Legends. That's not something that should have to happen. Yeah, yeah. we really know what's going on here. People are it's just, not like it's like, a ru- completely ruining the experience. There's, I mean, a there's always the volume with... button if it bothers you that much. Yeah, they have but a like... problem with those people that goes deeper than them just being loud, for sure. Yeah. It, it like It's like, I don't know, man. All I know is is that when I go to LCS Finals, 
uh, in spring, I'm going to be bro. that motherfucker. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be screaming my fucking head off. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And if you tweet at me and tell me to shut the fuck up, I'm going to do nothing about it because I'm a passive person. But I'm going to be I'm going to be disappointed in you. I'm going to be disappointed in you. That's for goddamn sure. I'm sorry you can't hear the minion gold as as uh, Bjergsen kills the oh 100 millionth one. I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, that that that's all I really have for my fourth fun. Just to let people enjoy the game, man. It's what it's here for. People love this. That's why we're all game. here yeah. trying to enjoy the video game. Let them love the game. Please yeah. be respectful to your fellow League of Legends fans. Uh, I guess I can go with mine. Mm-hmm. Mine is um uh an in-game thing <laughs> that I I saw. Um, Mythmaker Irelia, the the new, I'm pretty sure eighteen twenty skin, which means it's a yeah. legendary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, her auto attack animation got changed for it, and it's really tripping players up recently because. It's a very cool animation, in my opinion, but it's it's a very misleading animation because Irelia, known for attacking with her blades, now attacks with, like, a red streak that she kind of kicks, and then her blades follow afterwards. But the the Uh auto-attack hitting is when the red streak hits. Oh, so not when her, not when the blades. Yes, not when the blades come. Oh, so it looks no. like about a quarter of a second delay between when your auto attack would normally hit. When oh, you gotta feel bad to play with too. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty bad looking. And they said that people are affected by it the most um, early game. <laughs> you and, uh, have to learn how to animate cancel been, um, on the skin. <laughs> what's it called? It hasn't been disabled or anything. Oh my god. Yo, yeah, I just I looked at yeah, the no, link looks... that you just shared. That is bad. <laughs> that is bad. No, it is disabled. Like, like every other skin. Every like other skin. It's her blades hitting. Now it's just like coming after. That's gonna fuck up farm. Oh, and even the blade effect comes after. Yeah, so with the, uh, the, with the red streak that she's doing, that she's kicking, she's like kicking you now. <laughs> it's funny as hell. Yeah, I think it's cool as hell though. I don't know. That's just gonna, like that's got to fuck up far. Why not just make that's her crazy. blades a bunch of red streaks, or turn them into red streaks when they hit? Yeah, there's definitely a solution. Or just add the red streak effect to the swing. Yeah, I agree. But really it has, I don't no, think it it's been disabled or anything. So it's you know still what has been disabled or is disabled. Oh, it has. No, no, no. Do you know, do you know what it is? What that oh, stupid what? fucking silver chroma that you've been trying to put on for the past like yeah. What the <laughs> what the hell? I, I didn't okay. I didn't pay money for it, but I unlocked <laughs> it and I shared a screenshot in the Discord of whenever I try to use it. It literally it says it disconnects me There's from a... the the. Um, oh my god. The, the lobby after I pick it and it just goes back to, to normal. And it's just like, haha, no. You don't get to tease that. Sorry. It's just like, feels bad. I guess I won't. <laughs> I kind of want to use it though, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, As for me, mine's more of a personal thing. It's kind of stupid. 
I think my Quinn arc is over. <laughs> I played oh. Alawi last night. Oh. That shit was fun. Yeah. I played, so the ranked games I played were Singed and Mordekaiser. I lost the Singed one because my team... I had to mute them all. I was like, hey, can we stop running up into the jungle with no vision? They didn't stop. They started calling me a pig. And everybody else pigs. No. Uh, the no. slash mute ensued. So we don't talk about that game. But I played Mordekaiser into Teemo. I felt useless all game into that fucker. But I felt so strong because I could just take... They had a Samir and a Katarina. I was able oh, to yeah. ult the Katarina away every single fight. I was useful. But then I think it's just the play style right now compared to Alawi. Alawi and Mordekaiser, it's like, sure, we get fucked by some ranged matchups. But I think I'm really enjoying the come fuck with me type of champions right now. Because it's like, you want to you wanna stop the Alawi split pushing. But she'll ult. She'll grab your soul and ult and get more tentacles. And it's like, come fuck with me. You can't. Yeah. I love that. That felt so cool. I was talking to my friend recently. He's he's a set main, and he was talking about uh, how set has been declining in 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 like power, in his yeah. opinion. And I was I was telling him like, well, not telling him. We were discussing, and I was saying that like maybe just because like his champion is kit in general, but like he he and Alawi, I feel like fit in a profile of the they will be at your inhibitor at 20 minutes if they get fed type of deal yeah. but like played... if their lane is stalemated or lost they kind of they they feel pretty bad oh yeah and trying to compensate for afterwards it's definitely indicative of my game last night because i played two games last night one i was literally at their inhib at 10 minutes yeah not even yeah. not that's not an exaggeration the next one i was up against cdr timo that did not feel good Yep. But I was three and I ended three and eleven. I felt like a warm body for most of the game, in most team fights. Exactly. I, I, I feel like they fit into that profile, like Yorick. Yeah, feast or famine, bruiser type of thing for sure. But when they're ahead, you can't fuck with them. Alawi definitely has the master Yi syndrome of like, at low elo, people don't know she how to crazy. play against her. Like yeah, for whatever reason they don't they don't understand how to play against Alawi at like the most basic level, and so they will just feed her over and over and over, and then they'll call the champion broken. When in it, at least in my opinion, I think <laughs> Alawi is pretty dog shit. In lane. I think that champion is like really she's really so bad. Fun, but she's still like, bad. It, it's literally you have to be an Alawi one trick to get significantly enough ahead in top lane to be useful. She is so fundamentally flawed as a champion. It's hard yeah, to make depending her on the matchup. If you just don't fight her and just farm her with your jungle, it's just it's just free gold. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, she cannot fuck with you late game if she's behind. Yeah, and she no. presses R and then she dies. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. And then she can't be matched. Take too long lane. in this meta, bro. Well, yeah, that's my fourth one this week. Cool, cool. Well, that means that we can move out of our four fun segment and move into our last segment of the night, which is basing, where we get to talk about our based League of Legends takes. Guys, does anybody have a base take for this week? Not this week. I don't for this week. I was searching. Okay. Yeah, I was searching and searching like, uh, nothing sounds good this week. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I have a little bit of a base take. 
Uh, it, it, it's, it's about LEC. Let's hear it. So, oh. I think Heretics are going to be a top three team in, in LEC by the end of this year. Like, the team Heretics. I've never just, heard of Heretics. So, Heretics looks fucking insane to me. Like, it, it's all going to be off of the back of whether or not they can beat G2 tomorrow. But if they beat G2 tomorrow, I guarantee you they're a top three team in the LEC this year. Well, I've heard of Heretics. So, I. I really want Heretics to do well. I think if I were to pick two teams, and I think I talked about it a little bit last week, if I had two teams in the LEC that I really want to root for, it's Heretics and Mad Lions, because I like their players. Heretics has a lot of really, really fun players, like Evi, Yankos, Jack Spectra, Mursa. Like, these are fun guys to watch, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone was kind of doubting them, because they, honest to God, don't look... They don't seem like they should be one of the best teams in the league. And they honestly have not looked like one of the best teams in the league overall. But today, they got an upset win against Koi, which is, you know, also known as Rogue, who were last oh, okay. summer's, you know, champions and made it to the uh, the quarterfinals of Worlds. So, they fucking beat the shit out of them, too. Like it was, it, they they beat the shit out of them early at least, and the game kind of fell apart in the mid game, and then they brought it back together and ended up winning. I really like this team. I think they look really really good. Obviously, there is a level of play that they are missing in their mid game that they really need to touch up on. But other than that, they look really good. Jack Spectra, I think, was on Lucian, and he like. He's on a champion that he's way more comfortable with in the Lucian, and it really showed his potential as an 80 carry player. Cause like Jack Spectre is a player that you look at and he's like, he's pretty good. I don't know if I can say that he's contesting for the top spot for 80 carry in the league, but he definitely looks pretty good. And he looks really good today. Jankos is Jankos. There's no question about how good he is. And then Evie, I think has been the surprising, uh, the, 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 the kind of surprising pickup where he's been able to get, to be fair, I will preface this by saying that I'm pretty sure he's played only Cassante in, in LEC so far, but he has been gapping everybody he's been playing against. Like, there has not been a top lane that he has not basically won as Cassante. And, like, even knowing that Cassante's a just generally good champion, the fact that he can consistently do this is really impressive to, to, to begin with. And today they beat Koi, which is kind of a big deal. And they beat Astralis, I think, in their first game of the year. And then they lost to Vitality, and they lost to SK. And I would say that SK looks really, really good this year as well, uh, which is a little bit shocking because I don't think a lot of people had SK being, like, winning or anything like that. But they were able to beat uh, G2. And G2 came into this week undefeated. And G2 looks like looked at least looked like the god team for Europe this year again. Nice. But SK is kind of like it, it, it's just kind of a weird team. It's just kind of it, kind of a weird team and like they're they're winning, they're losing against teams that people didn't think that they would win or lose against. So I don't know if that's a really good like way to power scale them at least in, in, in so far in the split, but the Heretics win over Koi I think it definitely says something a lot and I think that the Heretics loss to Vitality is mostly excused because Vitality looks really, really good. Um, so, get, 
this is this is me saying this right now on the 28th of january 2023 heretics looks like they could be a top three team in the lec and that they will be by the end of this year however tomorrow depending on how well they do against g2 may prove me to be a liar because g2 is like yeah, even as yeah yeah e- even though they lost to sk today it is still like the team to beat for the most part other than like vitality but yeah Regardless, Heretics looks really fucking good this year, and I really want this team to do well, and I want to see Evie's thumb at uh, at Worlds and MSI. So, but that's my base League oh, of yeah. Legends take for this week, and yeah. with that, we can bring we can bring the episode to the close, right here mm-hmm. and now, guys. Thank you very much for listening to us here at Hexag Heroes. We love doing these episodes; it's super fun. But before we get to say goodbye to you guys until next week, we have to do shout-outs, which I almost forgot about, but we're going to ignore that. I was about to say, Emily, of course. Emily, of course, every week. Yeah, shout-out, Emily. <laughs> Anything else, guys? Anything else you guys uh, want to shout-out? Uh, no, I don't have any shout-out. Uber, he's been as snug as a bug in a rug this week. Nice. <laughs> he did not absolutely try and hold me. He did not hold me at knife point this week. Nice. <laughs> we love that. He's been calm recently. I think it's because he's getting old. He's like, I think he's on the verge of half a year or a little over half a year old. I don't actually know when he was born. <laughs> That's cute. Mm-hmm. He's getting, he's getting big. Big cat. What about you guys? Oh yeah, the other thing, my Twitter. HH underscore micro. Um, I've been told to not change it. Also, I don't think I was going to change it anyways. <laughs> it sounds like Hentai Haven micro, but Hentai we're not going to talk about that. It's for <laughs> Hexec Heroes specifically. Don't worry. Time. <laughs> um, now shout out Mage's Twitter for him, even though he has more too. Shout out. What is your Twitter, Mage? It is Laughing Mage Lol. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Go text it or text. Go tweet at him. You should. Tweet at me if you want. Though I don't use it much. I I don't know what to say. I'll be honest, but I'll find something at some point. I've turned into a Twitter fiend. If you want to tweet at me, go ahead. I'm going to see it. I guarantee you. I, I keep getting notifications. I live tweet <laughs> during all of the games that I watch. Like I am literally reacting on Twitter, and I'm just interacting with as many people as possible on Twitter, trying to like talk to people about the games. Uh, I did also last week. Uh, well, not last week, this week, because LCS started this week. Uh, I tweeted at Azale because he was wearing this dope-ass fucking jacket on, on broadcast. I was like, yo, dude, you, like, you actually dropped the hardest trip of 2023, and you thought we wouldn't notice. Uh, and, he, <laughs> <laughs> and he replied to me, and he's like, yeah, no, they actually, the broadcast is letting me wear my own clothes this year. So, like, I, I'm kind of yeah. bringing it out. I was like, yeah, dude, you look sick as fuck. I'm uh, not going to lie. <laughs> trippy, trippy. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and, you know, hit me up on Twitter. Laughing Mage Lol. I live tweet all of the games that I watch pretty much. Um, unless it's like so crazy that I can't bring myself time to actually tweet. Uh, but you'll get some bangers. Like uh, I did a math equation about Team Liquid uh, on uh, Saturday, on Friday, where I did TL plus Korea equals TLCK. And then I did that equation in brackets plus the way they're playing the game, their gameplay right now, and I turned it, and I made it so that it was equivalent to TLCK Keck W. 
So banger tweets from last week, guys. Bangers. Yeah. Absolute fucking bangers. And if that's not enough for you, I actually do real analysis as well. Because I, I did an entire analysis on uh on uh Deft and, and why he looks like he's so dominant in LCK right now. If the so. bangers didn't make you stay. The bangers did not make you say. Surely my analysis will. Um, but other than that, shout out to Emily, as always, as we said before. Um, and then shout out to you guys, the listeners, the people who make it this far into the podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to us and for coming here every week and just you know, hearing us ramble about something that we love. We appreciate your support deeply and greatly. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. See you next time. Have a great one. See you next time. Bye-bye.